It's one of the hottest topics on campus right now. The squad is rolling the only remaining unbeaten team in the UMAC. And we've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time, welcoming in the offensive coordinator of Northwestern Eagles football, Boomer Repke. David, this this is a big deal. We've been looking forward to this. I haven't slept since we started this podcast (laughs) about two months ago because I've just been waiting for the man, the myth, the legend, Boomer Repke. His real name is... I just can't. I'm not going to tell everyone your real name. It is Boomer Repke, the offense coordinator. He's in the house. Boom, how we doing, man? I'm awesome, man. I'm, I'm grateful and excited. There's a lot There's a lot of juice and energy in this room, so I'm fired up. <laughs> well, now. a lot of it brought to us by you, for sure. You definitely uh, light up a room when you come in. You get it popping, which I'm sure your, your team and coaches appreciate. Man, how have you adjusted... We've had a pretty good fall weather-wise, but you are a West Coast guy. You went to USC. You played football there, Southern California guy. How have you adjusted to, like, the cold football Saturday afternoon so far? For sure. Yeah, I mean, we've been pretty blessed this fall. This it's has been, been nice. Awesome. This it's been, has been nice. Awesome. Last year, I think back to that crown where the snow was flying. Yeah. I mean, how do you even how do you even react to that? We, uh, yeah, bundling up, you know, and Friday morning practice we're out 6 a.m., and I remember last year, you know, a couple of times we're in, you know, in the twenties and in the teens Friday morning, you got the full beanie, you know, down jacket. I've got <laughs> leggings underneath my sweats on, you know, full gloves. It's, you know, it's, it's a transition. It's funny. My, um, my sister, Lucy lives in Santa Barbara and, you know, you get past football season and I mean, the month of February it, in the teens, you know, single digits the whole month. And she's posting pictures of hanging out on the beach. And it's like, <laughs> man, I'm I'm in a Volkswagen camper where the heater doesn't work and I'm wearing two jackets driving to work. But it's been fun. I mean, man, you you get the you get the full football season atmosphere and the colors changing and we're grateful, you know, this campus is pretty special. You, you know, know Boomer, colors. the state of Minnesota does sell houses, too, you know, that, that, you, that you could live in. But, you know, you got that camper life going in February, <laughs> so we like that, too. Um, yeah, beautiful weather this last Saturday, and, man, your offense played well. You guys defeated Minnesota Morris. It was a battle of the two unbeaten teams. Was there a little bit extra juice kind of going into that game, just – no one. I mean, these guys are smart, and I've learned this as a coach too. You kind of try to shelter your guys, like you don't want them to look in too much of this, too much of that. But they're doing it. I mean, they're looking up the standings. They know who the other undefeated team is. Was there a little extra juice preparing for that game? Most definitely, you know. And and I think the battle is like you said. How do we focus on us? And you know, really trying to emphasize throughout the week of practice, all we can control is today. So how can we win the day-to-day at practice? And uh, was really fired up that each day the guys even showed up, which is awesome intent in practice and executed well. And um, it carried over to Saturday. And, you know, it was interesting preparing for these guys. And, um, you know, the first series of the game, they showed a different defense than we game planned for. And it was so awesome seeing how the guys responded to that and how we were able to, to you know, get to some of our base plays that we knew would work against them. But, you know, you talk about a group up front and how physical they played. I mean, going back and watching film, you know, a couple times and just seeing these guys had something that they were playing for, you know, and um, and it, it was really special to see. It was a great team effort, team win, for sure. What were your overall thoughts on how you guys moved the ball and put up points on Saturday? So first and foremost, um, you know, having a, a freshman quarterback with the cast on, being able to um, operate – 
the offense and, and lead those guys, I thought, has been so awesome. Um, the guys up front, man, worked really hard. Uh, Jeremiah Staten and, and Sievert, uh, freshman with Jeremiah Staten, man, won UMAC you know, honors this week as being Offensive Player of the Week. And it's just shown so much um, how these guys have just tried to take each each week and get better with that and um but it, it's been fun you know I think that um we all have growing pains and super encouraged by that because it means that we get to get better you know there's things that we get to, to do better at um which is something that we're really focusing on this week um, we got a big game coming up this week but yeah fired up about those guys and that they for four quarters gave it everything they could Coach, 188 through the air on Saturday, 144 on the ground. Take us into your mind as a play caller when you're looking into the game. You obviously understand you have to stay balanced. You may think, you know what, we got a lot of great matchups on the outside. We like Bo's matchup. We like Mike's matchup, Damon's matchup. But you got to run the football as well. When you come into a game and then as the game progresses, is there something you're constantly reminding yourself saying, you know what, we got to run the ball more now to keep the defense off balance? What is that? process like in your head during a game because we hear so often in football okay you got the first I mean you can jump in here to what is it 12 15 plays are scripted if Ooh. you will but like you said you can get that wrench you see a different film out there on Saturday than you saw on film but then from there I'm always fascinated watching football how does it change after the first drive or two because then it's like now it's adjustment time how do you adjust during the game totally you know it's a great question and being a second year play caller you know that's been something that I'm just super excited to get better at. And I think the biggest thing, in, at least in, in you know this season, is, man, get back to things that work. And um, you know, okay, a handful of things. First off, you know, if we're talking schematics, you know, seeing how defenses line up formationally. Okay, you, you call one play in a certain formation on a drive. How do they line up to it? Okay, well, we – throughout leverage, right, and isolating receivers and um, numbers in the box for being able to run the football, you know, how do they align to that? Uh, well, they started bringing more defenders into the box because we were being successful in the run game, which then opened up a lot of great pass game, you know, things like Damon and um, two-minute drill and, and Bo, um, you know, on the long pass. And um, so finding plays that work against them and then adding – fluff so to speak to it so add emotion into it to get to that formation again um you know go in different cadences you know pre-snap to kind of get the guys on the defense not to jump and to kind of hesitate towards that um but the big situations you know third down situations are big and um seeing that man the guys executed um confidently and, and that was was really fun to see um so I hope that answers your No, question. no, I, I, that was that was not an easy question. I just kept <laughs> rambling along. So that was a great answer, though. Appreciate that. Boomer, you mentioned you're a play caller, so you're up in the booth. It, what is your kind of demeanor in the booth? Are you, are you celebrating a lot, like big plays? Are you jumping up and down? Are you slamming? We saw the NFL video a few weeks ago. A uh, <laughs> offensive coordinator kind of went viral uh, when the, the camera caught him just basically smashing up the booth, which as the game manager for football, please don't smash it up. Clean it up. You do a great job of that. I appreciate, I appreciate that. you. What's your demeanor in that press box, man? For sure, man. On big plays, I get fired up. Like, I get excited, man. I get excited. And, you know, ultimately, the biggest fulfillment for me is seeing these guys work so hard and seeing them be successful on the field. When you see a play 
that everyone works on multiple times in the week and you see him executed on game day for a big gain, like that fires me up because everyone is fully invested into that play and has put everything they can into that play. So when it's big plays like that, like I get fired up. I get fired up when you see guys that are physical um, and that just really have an intent um, to establish a line of scrimmage. Um, you know, in between series, then it's talking with the offensive coaches. What do you guys see on the field? What are the players seeing on the field? And then communicating that through the headset. And I mean, I've got a notebook upstairs along with my call sheet, but I mean, I go through four or five pages of writing notes next series. Hey, this is what they're doing now. So what are some things that we can capitalize on for the next series? Um, and then man, that fourth and one at the end of the game, when, uh, Jeffrey Markovich said, yeah. made that tack, like, <laughs> I jumped on the back at Coach Miller's back, like, and I gave him a hug. Like, I was so fired up. I mean, that's so fun, you know, being able to to celebrate those wins. And as a team, you know, being able to do that and um, cheering for the guys. But there's a lot of tension, for sure. I mean, there's especially key situations. You know, the third and long when uh, we decided to pass it on third and long and we're confident in the play, you know, and it just wasn't executed. And, and so it's – defense time to stop them and they did so stuff like that i mean i wasn't standing up for the last five minutes of the game i mean i was call sheet in hand like all right what do we do what do we do so for sure well you just mentioned that at the end of the game so i want to ask you that because as a coach we all know this and you're a play caller a big part of it is the strategies the play calling all those types of things but another big part of it is the situational side of the game Mm. once the game starts you know, that game plan kind of goes out the window sometimes, especially when you get in the last couple minutes of the game. And we've all been watching, you know, whether it's NFL, college football, at the end of the game, a team has a one-score lead, and they've got the football. And it feels like everyone always knows what the right answer is after what happens. <laughs> you know, if, if they play it conservative, it's, oh, why weren't we more aggressive? Why don't we try to throw for the first down? If they try to throw it and it doesn't work out, it's like, oh, we should have run the ball, run the clock out. What is the fine line that you have to find as a play caller when you have that one score lead where you want to be aggressive and you want to just dagger the team, but you also want to be conservative and run that clock out? How do you manage that in real time? You don't have time to sit there and think about it. you got to figure it out right away. How do you manage that? What's the fine line? For sure. You know, um, that's a great question, DP. And I, I think the ability to be able to have a timeout, to be able to talk through it with the group, uh, talk through it with Caden on the headset, with the other coaches, you know, what is the feeling right now um, on the field? Caden, if we were to run this, are you confident in doing this? Yes or no? Um, you know, questions like it's third and eight. Um, so, you know, we were kind of talking about this earlier, but, you know, we went first and second down. We went to the two runs that were most successful for us in the game, and they brought an extra guy into the to the tackle box to, to stop the run, and they did a great job with that. So the biggest thing initially was they had one timeout left. We need to eat the clock up. Now, for me, like, I, like, I wanted to get a first down. You know, us as a group collectively, communication is huge. And so collectively, and Coach Moore being the head coach, you know, what do, what do we all think? What's best for the team? You know, where are we emotionally down on the field right now? And um, so we called a play that um, thought would work to get the first down, um, you know, and like you said, hindsight, you know, there was a different pass play that, you know, I keep thinking about that I should have called in that situation, <laughs> you know, because I knew it was open based off the leverage of the, of the corner there. But um, real time, man, preparation, 
throughout the week is going to give me the most confidence during that. So going through all of the last two minutes of every tight game that they have, what types of defenses they come out in um, and be in preparing for that. Okay. We got two minutes left in the game. We're up by seven points. We should expect them to come out in this defense. Um, so a lot of preparation, um, a lot of communication with the coaches and Caden and the guys out on the field and, um, and clock management is huge. So a lot, you know, but man, when it's, when you're on the line, you know, and, and your emotions are high and everyone's tense, it's like, man, what do we do? What do we do? It's like, what's your favorite third and eight call that's going to get a first down or, you know, um, on the clock. So uh, the other thing, too, is, you know, do we bring in another tight end and run the ball out of 12 personnel, you know, one running back and two tight ends. And um, so that was another thing I think back to and, and something that we're going to focus on this week is getting another tight end um, with how awesome, you know, excited our run game is doing. You mentioned Caden there a few times. We're going to get to him in a moment in your whole quarterback room. But obviously the job has to be a little easier for those guys when you have so many key guys at the skill positions. We've already mentioned Damon Clapper, Bo Burke, Mike Bostrom, Bryson James, Jeremiah State, and we could go down the line. How are each of those guys different and how you like to use them in the office? What makes each of them tick differently? And then for you as a play caller, how do you look at all those names going into a game and saying, how do I feed each of them, make them each valuable in this offense? But understand, like we talked about earlier, sometimes in the game you're going to figure out, wow, Bo has another great matchup again. They don't have a safety over the top here. We're going to take a shot here. We're going to keep going to the guy who's hot. We think about the Augsburg game. Sometimes it's one guy's night. So how do you balance that and make sure everyone's fed, if you will? That's a great question. Um, super grateful for the guys on our team. Um, very grateful for the collective group in recruiting where we've been able to do that. and um, It's fun. You know, going down the line, um, talk about a, you know, Damon Clapper, a guy that came in as a receiver, or excuse me, as a quarterback, um, moved to linebacker. Um, we're fortunate to have him as a tight end. And you think about his ability. Uh, I mean, there was a third and eight that, you know, we threw a, a quick pass to him and he made five guys miss. You know, and, and I mean, he's electric in that sense. Ultimately, it's um, how do we find in key situations, um, how do we get him the ball um, in different different ways? Mo love doing motions and shifts to be able to uh, make it make communication imperative for the defense. Um, who has who and all of that. Um, Damon is funny. He's also a threat in the backfield. I remember last year against Martin Luther. You know, handed the ball off to him as well. Um, you know, Bo Burke is special. I mean, he's quick. Um, I mean. Same with, with Damon in terms of hands. I mean, you throw him the ball and he makes one-handed catches. Um, but Bo, Bo's special. I mean, in space, uh, he makes guys miss, and he's got elite speed, and he's great with his hands getting off coverage. Um, you know, we had a couple plays on Saturday where we isolated him um, in a three-by-one concept, and um, they saw that, and so they put a safety and a corner on him, which opened up Damon on a deep over, deep cross route um, in the two-minute drill. You know, so it's fun being able to um, utilize him. A lot of quick passes get him the ball. Bryson's fun one-on-one, -on -one, man. He gets up for yeah. the ball. <laughs> I mean, he's he's special, man. And and being a freshman and um, super grateful for him and, and his growth. Um, but I mean, we, we break away, you know, this retreat that we do um, summer and uh, right before camp. And I mean, the dudes we're playing, you know, pick up basketball. And I mean, he's jumping over dudes on the team, dunking the ball. And so it's like, how do we get him one on one, you know, 
matchup, whether it's a third and third and long throw back shoulder or, you know, red zone. Um, we saw that, you know, the, there was a corner that we were targeting. Um, so we were able to put, put the formation to where he was one-on-one with that corner and, and throw it up to him. And um, Bostrom, uh, the kid's a, he works his butt off. He's a physical kid. He's a great blocker. Um, he has improved so much in his ability, and he is a great leader um, for those guys. I mean, it, it's a it's a fun group, and we've got some receivers that um, that are younger guys that are competing and, and that are showing great improvement. And um, yeah, Jeremiah State. I mean, watching his improvement in the run game and his patience. You know, there's so much to do with the pa- yeah. patience of a running back in the backfield, and. Um, you know, and Seaver, a freshman, and, and he's shown some excellent improvement already. And, you know, it's fun. I, you know, super grateful to have um, been able to be at Iowa State when Brees Hall, you know, was with the Jets uh, that yeah. just, you know, towards MCL, ACL. And, um, but just being able to see what that looks like, what that work ethic looks like, what, um, what that elite ability looks like, and being able to now apply it here. And Coach Johnson, our running backs coach, is man, fully, fully invested with those guys. So it's, it's fun. It's fun. Um, yeah. And Caden's, he's been a blast to, to coach and work with. And, and Nick, you know, really quick, like I think about Nick drinking and, you know, he gets injured in the second game. Yeah. He was out in a wheelchair at practice every day, like cheering on the quarterbacks and helping and Colin Courier that was, you know, quarterback to safety for a little bit back to quarterback and his, his ability and, and leadership. It's, it's been really fun. That's awesome. You just touched on it. We wanted to kind of head in that direction. Three different starting quarterbacks this season, um, and they've all you know helped you win games. They've all contributed. They've all played really well, but they're different types of guys for sure. How does that create challenges for you when you've had three different starting quarterbacks this season? The season's not that long. I mean, you have <laughs> 10 games total. You've had three different starting quarterbacks all with different skill sets, all who I'm guessing probably learn things and process information differently. How do you as a coach adjust and kind of learn how to coach those guys as individuals instead of just saying, hey, I coach this quarterback this way, so I'm going to coach them all that way? Because we all know that doesn't work. For sure. Man, um, yeah, great questions. Uh, the, uh, it's fun. Dude, dude nobody, no guest has ever helped my ego. <laughs> no, I love it, Every time there's a question, it's all a great question. Oh, we might it's... have to have boom around all the time. <laughs> I would be for it, yeah. Uh, well, it's an honor. It's an honor. I, for, first off, uh, man, this quarterback group is, is special in their character. And um, you think about the transitions and the responses that they've had through the movement, that they've all – bought in as a unit to be an encourager to one another, um, to be the best coach they can be to each other. Um, that if I miss something um, in a progression read or something the defense is doing, that Caden has two other quarterbacks, three. I mean, we've got a handful of quarterbacks that are all helping on the sideline, you know, through that. Uh, the, I would say that the biggest thing is trust with them, knowing that, that I genuinely and truly love them with my whole heart and that we're in this together and that I'm going to coach with a very high expectation for these guys. Um, you know, fortunate being able to be a GA at Iowa State with Brock Purdy and, and seeing like the expectation that he had has with the Niners and being able to speak with these guys like 
I love you guys and I appreciate you. You guys are doing a great job. This is the standard of excellence that we want in this group right here. And so I'm um, challenging them. You know, I mean, we we watch film together as a group um, often throughout the week and um, really try to get in front of the TV, in front of the film. And, you know, Caden, what are you seeing in this look? What coverage are you seeing? With this play, we're calling, you know, what do you see would be our progression in this? And then Colin, what do you see? And Nick, what do you see? You know, Cody, one of our freshmen. And, and um, But it is different. You know, Colin is a very quick guy. And, and um, when we played Finlandia, he did an excellent job in his operation. And, um, I mean, having not played quarterback for four weeks, I mean, he was helping on, you know, as a safety. And he came over that week, and I'm going to be the best – that I can be for this team. And um, so we did quarterback um, runs with him and, and quarterback draws and quick passes. And he did an excellent job, you know, and um, Nick drinking. I mean, he's got a special ability with his legs and, you know, being a, an incredible pitcher for the baseball team. I mean, he can sling it, you know, so <laughs> it's fun watching him and, and he's does such a great job in extending plays. Yeah. If there's something that's not open, you know, he does a great job, two hands on the football, escape the pocket, keep his eyes downfield, and if no one's open, like, he's taken off, and, and that's a threat, you know. Um, it's been really fun watching Caden and his arm ability right now and really excited for him to have a great offseason um, in the weight room. And, um, you know, Coach Fire, the new strength coaches, um, I'm really excited about him to work with these guys in the offseason. Um, but Caden's got it an elite ceiling. I mean, it's really special watching him and already just the impact that he's had as a leader for the group and for offense and team. But, um, yeah, I'd say, I mean, the biggest thing is just, it's so fun seeing how much encouragement the quarterbacks have for one another. I mean, it's, it's awesome. I'm grateful for that for sure. Real quick follow-up on that before we move to the next thing. So take us back to that second September uh, Saturday where you guys were at Concordia in Wisconsin and Nick goes down in the second quarter. Mm. And, you know, Dave and I both talked to you where you're raving about your quarterback room coming into the season, but you just talked about it. Nick's a really special talent. He has some experience and you got to flip to a true freshman in that spot from that point on that Saturday to where we are now cast and all of it injury and coming back and all of it. What is the growth that you've seen from Kate in this season? Man, it's special. Uh, his confidence, uh, in his decision-making is awesome. And um, so much of that is the application that he has in the film room. You know, we have used Huddle, and, and it shows all the time the hours that the guys watch on Huddle. So I use that as an accountability piece for our quarterbacks in particular because they need to know what the defense is doing in, in all aspects. And um, his confidence out there is awesome. He's been able to... Um, we get on the headset after each series and he's able to speak through what he sees in each of them and why, you know, why are you making this decision? What did you see? Well, I saw that the safety did this. I saw the corner did this, you know, um, that type of thing. I didn't throw it because he was in the window. And um, so I had to step up in the pocket and I just think he's becoming so much more comfortable and confident in, in that aspect. Um, He's also earning a great leadership voice with the offense. And I think that's a tough battle being a freshman, you know, coming in and how do you manage that 
you know, yeah. without overstepping as a freshman and, and but also wanting to earn the respect from your guys. And he does it in such a great way. I mean, you can tell that he cares a lot about his team. And so, um, I mean, he's high-fiving. I mean, you see all the guys on a score, they're all running downfield. Yeah. He's running downfield in the end zone. Everyone's <laughs> celebrating the end zone. And that's the thing. It's like celebrate with your team because every single person on this team had something to do with that touchdown. And, um, but I would say, yeah, that and um, even the technique stuff, you know, his footwork. Um, we've been working on a lot and um, just his throwing motion and um, things that I'm really excited to continue to work with him as we as we grow forward, move forward. Absolutely. He's been exciting to watch. Now, moving over to you more personally, what does a week look like for you from, okay, Morris and Saturday night? I'm sure you're super excited. It takes you probably a while to get down from that. And then you come back, practice Monday. What is that process after a game for watching the film? taking what you can get from it, and then when's the time to flip the page and say, mm-hmm. I got to move to next week's game plan. I know bye weeks look differently, so let, let's leave that out. But going from one game to the next game, especially off such a big high like you had on Saturday, what's the process and maturation look like throughout a week for you? For sure. Well, um, was super you know, grateful. My mom and sister were here for the weekend, so was able to share that with them, which yeah. is so fun. And um, you know, my sister, the second time she's been out to the state of Minnesota and um, so that that high was really special, um, and it was really special for the guys because it's such a confidence booster. Like you guys have earned the right to win. Like you have prepared that has put you in a position for that. Now Saturday is just fun. Like go out and execute what you've done all week. And <clears throat> um, so Saturday night uh, we intercut the film, um, do all the down distance stuff. So I watched it that night. And then um, sleep, you know. Um, what's the get, what's the sorry to interrupt? What's yeah. like the celebratory meal? Like there's got like, I know you're working, but there's got to be a, a minute right where you sit down. Like yeah, you're like I'm gonna eat this. I'm gonna think about man. We just got a really really big conference win for yeah, sure. Dude, there's got to be a moment where you let that sink in too, right? You know, I'm trying to get better at it to be honest, and yeah. it and it's tough. Like yeah. that one meant a lot to me because my family was here. But immediately, I thought, how could I have put our team in a better position? Like, fourth and one, like we could have, what could I have done better, you know, um, the end of the fourth quarter? So we didn't need that stress at the end, you know. So for me, immediate, like, I'm my own worst qu- critic. And so immediately, I'm like, well, I should have called this. We should have done this, you know. And, um, and so I'm trying to get a lot better at, man, winning is not easy and celebrate it you know um there was a streak where i was going over to flame burger and getting a burger (laughs) out there there. yeah that was kind of the go-to and you know (laughs) friday mornings after practice um a group of us coaches will go over for like flame burger breakfast or you know a couple different spots coach richardson senior coaches our linebackers um um he's been awesome we all go out with him friday mornings after but honestly man like i go home um I put my laptop in my lap. Um, I watch the game and I have, you know, if USC's on, like I'm watching them, I will monitor, you know, if Iowa State's on and, you know, you get, it's kind of a blessing, you know, pack 12 after dark. I mean, man, yeah. there's games that start at 10, <laughs> 11 PM central time. So I, I love it, man. This is my life. Like I'm married to the game and, and I've need to continue to remember that it's not my identity, Yeah, you know? Right. And, and man, Northwestern has been such a blessing in that, like, identities and 
is in Jesus. And, and win or lose, like, blessed, right? Grateful for everything, for all the highs and the lows. Um, but it, it's, um, I love coaching football. I love this group. I, I love the schematic aspect of it. I, I love seeing the guys work so hard during the week and execute it at the end. But um, so going back to your question, the, uh, so Sunday morning then, um, formation, um, all the, the film, grade the film, um, and then I'll probably watch it again. Um, I watch it two to three times. Okay. Um, okay. So the last time I'll watch it is self-scout. So what are tendencies, you know, first down call, second down, short, medium, long, third, short, medium, long. Um, how do they adjust? Okay, if teams adjust like that, how are we going to prepare next time to be ready to adjust in a different way? Um, and then Sunday afternoon, um, then start breaking down all of uh, our next opponent's film. And the way that I do that is by formation. So we have six, six games that we're looking at for Crown this upcoming Saturday. So I'll go through the six games um, and we'll type the formations that each of their opposing offenses run against them. And then split them up into different formation groups. So like um, Monday morning, then we'll start watching all of the two by two formations when there is a wing attached. How does Crown um, defend that exact formation in a first down situation, in a second and short, in a second and medium, second and long, third? Like, so it's I'll do two by two, three by one, 11 personnel, meaning one running back and one tight end. We'll do that Monday. We meet as a staff Monday night. Um, we'll go over base, you know, what are they doing? How do we want to attack them? Um, and then tomorrow we'll get more into 12 personnel, so two tight ends. We'll get into third down situations, red zone situations. Um, and then Thursday we have a walkthrough. So during that time, um, we get 10-minute segments. So we'll go 10 minutes of um, 11 personnel, 10 minutes of 12 personnel, 10 minutes of third down, 10 minutes of red zone. Um, and then Friday morning practice, um, we'll kind of go through a script. Uh, what are our favorite plays? Um, any special plays we want to put in? Um, end of the game, like we have this end of the game play called Bronco, and we got, um, you know, Caden and Colin Courier in the backfield. And um, so it's like, hey, we're on our own 35 yard line. We got seven seconds left in the game. It's too far for a Hill Mary. So let's do a Stanford Cal, you know, band, <laughs> like last play thing. So. Um, Friday, then after that, for me personally, we'll, uh, then simulate the game in my head. Um, we'll go and watch some of the games live, um, for, for our upcoming opponent. Hey, it's second and seven on their 35 yard line. Um, what would I call in this situation and how they line up and really trying to do as much mental reps as I can and really just see what that looks like. Um, which helps me then in the moment, yeah. it's third and long, we got to get a first down. We had minute 30 left in the game. You know, um, so try and simulate as much as I can and um, reach out to other coaches and um, mentors that, that I've had that help in those situations. And um, But learning and growing, and that's what's so fun about it is, man, I make so many mistakes. And it's fun because I get to get better, you know, yeah. and I'm surrounded by a bunch of people that believe in me and, um, and encouraging me. So um, it's kind of the day by day that's good stuff i, I like helps. the details that that's that's good <laughs> that's awesome boomer our last question for you man we've really appreciated your time you have an awesome story you played at usc you worked at iowa state now you're here at northwestern what drew you to northwestern 
and what have you enjoyed about being here? What has made Northwestern different, special, unique, whatever word mm. you want to use from the other places that you've been at, whether as a player or a coach? Growing in my faith, 100%. Um, surrounded by a bunch of people that pour into me in that sense. And um, Eric Baumgartner, who is a, a graduate of Northwestern, him and I were coaching at Iowa State together, and he was offered the OC position here. And he's like, do you want to come up and coach quarterbacks? And um, my, because of what I was surrounded by, my vision of the next step for me was being a Division One position coach. Um, and so, you know, initially it was, well, this is my plan, you know, and um, I got, he showed me around campus. I met the, the players and the coaches, and um, there's something special about this place, and the faith piece is unbelievable, and, and I've grown so much in it. I mean, guys will come up, players, student-athletes will come up to the office and, Coach, how can I pray for you today? Like, how are you doing? And, um, and it's like, man. Like, they're coaching me up more than I'm coaching them in that sense, you know? So it's being surrounded in an environment like that, and um, it, it's, been, uh, it's been a pleasure. You know, Kyle Kilgore, um, our recruiting coordinator and defensive side, I mean, we work in the office together, and, I mean, he's such a great light in my life um, in the spiritual aspect, and Coach Johnson. Um, and it's been uh, it's been fun. I mean, the whole staff. Coach Miller's back for this year, and and I live in his basement, so I get so much <laughs> spiritual guidance from him, and it's fun. I'm I'm super grateful, and um, and guys that just are buying in, and you can see it, and and um, you know, moving forward, it's how can we get better? How can we win the day today? You know, how can this be the best practice we've had this year? How can tomorrow be a better practice than it was today? And we all have our days, you know, but then it's my response. How, how can I be the best coach I can be for you and, and inspire you to be better? And, um, but yeah, the faith piece has been unbelievable. I mean, I'm super grateful. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Boomer, that was a fun half hour man we really appreciate having you great job against minnesota morris this last week but based on uh, what you've told us you moved on from that one about the second, about the second that that clock hit triple zero so good luck against crown this week good luck the rest of the season man ryan and i will both be cheering you on appreciate you yeah. guys Thanks, thank you man. coach thank you